Hey everyone, David Chen here. What you're about to hear is an episode of the Slash Filmcast After Dark. Typically, you can only hear these episodes via patreon.com slash filmpodcast, where you can sign up for After Darks as well as ad-free episodes. But every now and then, I release one of these onto the main feed as a way to promote the Slash Filmcast After Dark and the Patreon feed. Again, at patreon.com slash filmpodcast. So if you are, want to support the show or if you're enjoying these episodes, please head on over to patreon.com slash filmpodcast. Uh, it would mean a lot to us if you could become one of our supporters. But until that happens, feel free to enjoy this episode. Again, courtesy of those fine folks on our Patreon. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Slash Filmcast After Dark, the after show for the Slash Filmcast, where we talk about a variety of random topics that didn't make it into the main show. Uh, I'm here with Tavindra and Jeff Kanata. Uh, I'm David Chen, of course. Sorry, stumbling a little bit. This Flawless. Opening. No, yeah. that was <laughs> okay. like butter. Okay. It was beautiful. You know, screw yourself, Jeff. Um, <laughs> and uh, got a few topics for you. Got a, got a couple of ran, uh, gr- random grab bag topics for you. And then we're going to dive into a review of Paper Tigers, which is a new uh, martial arts action comedy that's out on video on demand right now. So that's what's in store for you on the Slash Filmcast After Dark, of course, brought to you courtesy of all the fine folks over at patreon.com slash filmpodcast. Thanks to everyone there. You're the reason you. why we are able to make these, and you're the reason why we do make them. A couple of quick topics before we get to our Paper Tigers review. Topic one. I wanted to mention this actually a couple weeks ago <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when I talked about renting a theater to go see Wrath of Man, the new Guy Ritchie movie. And something that I should have pointed out is, uh, I, so for like special occasion, um, my wife rented out a theater to go see Guy Ritchie movie, The Wrath of Man. You know, it was mm-hmm. my first time back at the theater to see this movie. It was a big deal. And something that uh, I realized while we were watching the movie in this rented out private theater is there is literally nothing stopping people from just coming into the theater and sitting down and watching the movie. Yeah, yeah. And I just want people to know that I don't want to. I don't want to convey a false sense of security when you're renting a theater for hundred dollars. <laughs> you don't also get a security guard. And no, you don't. Deal? It's not. <laughs> it's not no, gonna, this isn't like a. So if you do this at Alamo, I believe they like uh, wall off the uh, the thing, like the door and stuff, right. and like so they have people in the halls, like looking at who's going to yes, the theater. Yes. So well, that's that's, better, that's what a yeah. legitimate business would do. <laughs> but we're, yeah, but we're we are talking about. Talking about we're talking about movie theaters in the post-pandemic world. Yeah. And, uh, and Where we so, need bodyguards, yeah. yeah. And, and this so happened? At one point, a woman entered the theater about 20 minutes before the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And she comes in, and I have no idea who this person is, and she kind of walks up the stairs a little bit, <laughs> looks at the screen. There's like a major action scene mm-hmm. unfolding. And then she doesn't even sit down. She just like looks at it for like three seconds and then just walks back down the stairs and leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. But it's uh, in the wrong spot. You guys never, you never like go go peruse other movies while you're at the theater. Yeah, that, that, that's it's a fun uh, thing. I, I yeah. do, but that, that was before the age when like yeah, many yeah. theaters might be rented out privately. You know, can I tell well, you what is my private? Old, yeah, when I was uh, when I was down here in Los Angeles, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, uh, after college, and I was very poor, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, didn't yeah, I would I used to live in the theater myself, for a day. Yeah, I used to force myself to spend no more than four dollars on lunch. Like I had all these rules, and and my Christmas Day um, tradition because I my family we would do the week before Christmas for other sides of the family and stuff. So I was always alone on Christmas Day, and I loved it. By the way, um, mm-hmm. which is how I know that if I didn't have a, a family right now and quarantine, I would have just been like a pig in a poke. I would have been so happy. Anyway. Um, <laughs> But I lo- I loved everybody used to think it was such a sad thing 
on being alone on Christmas. And I was like, I love being alone on Christmas. What I would do is I would go on Christmas morning. Uh, I would go to the movie theater and uh, buy one ticket and stay mm-hmm. all day and see like yeah. all the new yeah. Christmas yeah. movies and just walk in. I would plan it out. I would pick like, okay, this movie is this long. And so the next showing time, I know yeah. I, where I have I to think be. You mean, I think you mean Bluff Blanada did this. No, right? no, no, no. Yeah. Yes. Did Clearly I say me? you would buy a ticket for every yeah, movie. You, no, you, no, 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 you no. Jeff, would buy yeah. a ticket for every I, movie. I, yeah. I, you'd walk I, right I, back out of the theater. Yeah, yes, of course. I would. Me, yes. No, I'm talking about this other guy, Bluff, that... I heard okay. about Sorry, this I, thing. I which, didn't hear you say bluff. So I no, just, yeah. that's probably my bad. I must oh, have yeah. mumbled or something. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't like bringing him up. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a douche. Yeah. Yes. Um, 100%. Anyway, but yeah, so that's the thing that used to happen with bluff. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 Yeah. It was great. So, right? good, good times. Good times. Yeah. Oh, it was, it, it, it was the best, but th- it was like that thing where, you know, they, you could just walk into anything, you know, you just yeah. walk in yeah. whenever. Yeah, and so uh, it, d- it depends on the theater, by the way, because some are really they actually have people who are like that. That person's just like wandering between different theaters. Uh, the you know, let's check their ticket or something. But in New York, a lot of the theater, like very few, are like that. So I would do that all the time. I would buy concessions. How about that? Okay, I'm here. I'm here all day. I'm gonna buy a couple. I'm gonna buy lunch. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna buy yeah. stuff. I'm gonna buy the big popcorn, and uh, they're getting popcorn. that money. AKA lunch. <laughs> yeah. Well, also uh, like the the awful pizzas they do and the, yeah. those sorts of like weird snacks. Yeah. Well, anyway, just wanted to give you a little addendum there. And then, by the way, there's another guy who, at the beginning of the movie, opened up the door, looked in, and kind of considered coming in, yeah. sitting down. Yeah. And what are, what are was, they going to do? Kick me out? Uh, right. And he was actually not wearing a mask against theater policy. Uh, and I was going to have to, you know, say something about it. <laughs> I just roll up your in. sleeves. Yeah. yeah. I like imagining that anytime the door cracked open, even the slightest bit, Dave just yelled out, this is a private showing. Oh, I mean, trust me. It, it occurred to me. It occurred yeah. to me. Uh, okay. Second topic. And then we'll get to the paper tigers, uh, which is that I joined TikTok last week. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, I joined TikTok two weeks ago. And I, one of now my you're first, retiring on your TikTok money, right? I That's mean, I wish. One of my first postings was a uh, small skit I made about this new CDC mask guidance. I, I humorously pointed out how I was not comfortable with this new mask guidance and in the way in which it was rolled out. And I made a little skit about it. And can I, uh, can I, Yep. Can I persuade you to abandon the use of the word skit? I was, you know, I was debating this, Jeff. I was debating, like, is it a skit or is it a sketch? Because it's always, always a sketch. I don't, because the thing is, I, I was thinking of saying sketch just now, but I don't want to profane the term skit. Like, I don't want people no. to think that my work is on par with, like, Saturday Night Live or anything like that. You know what I mean? No, yeah. you're, you're profaning the art form by calling it a skit. I see. Okay. I, I know skit is a dirty term in comedic circles, so. It is. Okay, yes. so sketch. Th- this I, reminds me by the way of that somebody was posting one of those scenes from studio 60 yes and uh yes <laughs> the, I, I post, the, i'm pretty sure i posted yeah that. where was it you was it yeah, yeah. it was you because it was, <laughs> it was the overwrought it's not a skit yeah okay and you, you actually well, this just is, replayed that scene. This is the thing. This is the thing. Okay, this is the thing, though, is when he's like, it's not, this is not a skit. He says then, uh, it, it's Nate Cordry, right? He yeah, says yeah. the thing that TikToks basically are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, uh, hold on, let me see if I can look it up. Um, but, like, uh, he basically says, like, you, you, you know. You, so you were using the, sun, the uh, Sunset 
uh, strip definition accurately. That's why you use the term skit is what you're saying. That's right. That's right. He's like, this is not a skit. Skits are people that like, you know, middle-aged Asian dudes do on TikTok. (laughs) Right? Like sketches are art that we put on Studio 60, a.k.a. SNL. Right? Yeah, that's uh, but that's, you have to say it very self importantly. Yeah, to be oh, I thought I tried, I tried. Yeah. And so, so Jeff, it was definitely on my mind. So, like, I'm <laughs> I'm familiar with the concept, right? <laughs> but yeah. also, like, I literally don't know what the correct term is. So, you're saying don't use the term skit, um, skit no matter what. A skit is what the you know the local talent show puts on. You know, you are I, I mean, a I guess I just feel like that is exactly what I'm describing with my stuff, you know? <laughs> but that's not what you're <laughs> intending to create. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Isn't it? Okay, anyway, so you guys know that I have been an online person for a very long time. Sure. I've invested literally over a decade in platforms like Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I just crossed 20,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. I'm very proud of that. And... I put this sketch onto my Instagram, my Twitter, my TikTok, uh, all at once. Like, and I, I just started TikTok last week, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, on Twitter, it got nine point eight thousand views. On Instagram, fourteen thousand views. On YouTube, less than two thousand views. On TikTok, as of right now. It is about to cross 990,000 views <laughs> Good. on TikTok. So what you're saying is people on TikTok will watch anything. I think what I'm saying... <laughs> I think it's, what I'm saying is... So actually, easy. I'm saying something yeah. even more cutting, Jeff, which is that I've wasted 10 years of my life. <laughs> anyway, I, I... You've been I, making TikTok content all along. You just didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, here's what I'm going to say about TikTok. I think that, like... For these other platforms, I think it is much harder to get traction on something, even if it is good, uh, if you are not already popular on the platform. That's not, it's not impossible. Sometimes right. mm-hmm. things can go viral if you are like an unknown person, but it is a lot harder. Whereas TikTok, it's a lot... First of all, I mean, the format is very different, so I'll put that out there. But it's, it's just easier for... Because they, they show your stuff to people that don't follow you. Right. It feels like the Wild West right now on TikTok. Right. There's like well, copyrighted material being ripped off left and right. Like, Which is the people, best part of any social media platform, by the way. It's just like when there are no rules. Yeah, when there are no rules. People are experimenting. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just really wild right it's now. Wild. It's wild. Like wild, well, they wild also West. have like good remixing tech, which yes. nobody else has. So yeah. like the... I think somebody was doing the uh, the one the the best one so far was the guy introducing the Star his Wars fan, yeah, introducing yeah, his, his girlfriend, yeah, and like so funny. Just, oh, the man, layers and layers that were added, something yeah. amazing, yeah, yeah. Uh, but David reminds me of somebody was um, comparing. I, I think it's a, analogous. Somebody was comparing uh, podcasting to like Twitch, mm-hmm. where the the most successful people on Twitch became famous for being on Twitch and the most successful people in podcasting are famous people. Mm. Like the most well, that, successful that podcast. The yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Right, but, yeah. but the way it stands now, right. The most successful podcasts mm-hmm. are famous people making a podcast right. and the most successful, uh, uh, you know, TikToks and Twitch and those kinds of things is people who became famous on those platforms. And the reason 
is because Apple has completely dropped the ball on discoverability for podcasts. Yeah. And these other platforms have not. They actually allow you to find good content without... The only way to find content on, on a podcast is to either know what it's called already or search for a famous name. It's it's So it really is a failure in podcasting because another reason for it is there's no centralized podcasting place right mm-hmm. there's a yeah, centralized- it's, it's gonna get worse too it's gonna right. get worse with like- well, because podcasts are inherently open like that was the whole thing right. and i yeah. think that's also why apple just never really jumped into it because they couldn't own it right they couldn't right. be apple music it couldn't be their own thing so yeah it's uh it's tough but that's also kind of why i like I like podcasts, you know, like it, it is, it's a weird state to be in, but how are you liking TikTok, Dave? Like beyond being a massive success apparently already. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I did another sketch with my, uh, roommate Carter yesterday, uh, or my, my COVID bubble mate Carter. And again, put it on Twitter and it got like 15,000 views. I, and as of right now, it just, it just cracked a hundred K views on TikTok, And it's just like, it's, um, I, I feel multiple things and I'll just throw them out there real quick and then we can move on. I, Cause I'll probably want to talk about this later on. So I don't want to exhaust all mm-hmm. the TikTok topics right now, but <laughs> I'll say that uh, number one, I feel like primarily frustration at my lack of success on these other platforms. Well, so in, a TikTok <laughs> view, we, we, we have to weigh these views. Okay. Cause a TikTok view is that somebody who sees your video for two or three seconds and swipes away, or is it somebody who watches the whole thing? Do we know? Uh, I I don't know, but but I think the value uh, t- but, of TikTok but, view, but also is they much don't less. they yeah. don't serve it to people at all unless it's getting traction, right? Sure, so, sure. So sure. the fact that they're serving it to people, even if they see it for a few seconds, it means mm-hmm. like the algorithm has determined like this is a good piece of content, right? So. Uh, and really, that's the only thing you care about. As long yes. as the algorithm enjoys it, hundred hundred percent. Um, <laughs> so that's that's one reaction. Another reaction is I feel like uh, TikTok is, and, and you know, it's interesting. Is like there is a lot of um. Uh, people looking down on, on TikTok right now, and it reminds me in the uh, in the chat in the uh, slash filmcast chat, someone was like, "TikTok, you mean that app that kids use to film themselves dancing?" You know, and it's like mm-hmm. it reminds me of how people talked about Twitter when it first began. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and they were people, right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> people saying TikTok, you mean the thing that people used to talk about what they have for lunch? You know, like, and like that was all that Twitter is capable of. And yes, Twitter is a fiery hell site from which you should, you should never go there and, and it's a terrible place to be. Uh, but it also has proven to do some good things in the world. <laughs> but more than just lunch. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> but you know, like people were very dismissive and it, it ended up being way more than what people thought it would be. And that's what it feels like. TikTok. Like it feels like TikTok's yeah. in that phase right now where people are like, this is garbage. Why would anyone use this? True. But there is, feels like a lot of potential right it, now. It also yeah. helps if you have like the full backing of uh, the Chinese government. <laughs> so, yeah. there, there's a lot. Wait, going are you talking on. about me or TikTok? Right I'm talking about TikTok. <laughs> and uh, yeah. why do you think you're going viral, man? Somebody, somebody's looking out for you. Because yeah. it's not just an algorithm. There, there are definitely humans. They are chained to desks somewhere who are looking at these videos and like pumping things up. Like mm. that's the that's a way to make algorithms seem smart is by mm. powering it by humans. Yeah. I don't doubt it. I will just say one last thing, yeah. which is like the, the TikTok success comes in waves. And no, no, no. I mean, I'm serious. Like, like yeah. so people people have said like, okay, TikTok basically shows your TikTok to like a couple mm-hmm. hundred people to start with. And then if it does well, it'll like expand that group and so on. And so like you, you want to like do something that's going to grab those initial people and so on. And but like what I found is like my 
video received like 300,000 views in its uh-huh. first day and then just like stopped completely. Like no views for like the next literally three days. And then, and then like day five, it's like, oh, the switch is back on again. Another 400,000 views that day. And then just completely abruptly stopped again for like two days. And then, boop. And it's just like, it's just disorienting when you're checking it. And then it's like five notifications and then 10 notifications. And then like later, a day later, it's like a hundred notifications. You know, it's like, it's like, yeah. Um, so it's just, a, it's been weird. It's been interesting. It's been weird. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, follow me on TikTok, tiktok.com slash at Dave Chensky. I'll have more to say about it later. There's a lot of um, creativity there, man. And people yeah. are really clever mm-hmm. and uh, impressive with that. And how, yeah. how mad is Vine, right? Oof. Well, it's uh, yeah, Twitter's fault. I know, fault. they were before their time. Twitter's before their time. own fault, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh, the movie, The Paper Tigers, which is a martial arts action comedy uh, directed by Bao Tran. uh, And it is available via video on demand right now. It's also in theaters. I'm going to read the plot summary from IMDb. Three kung fu prodigies have grown into washed up middle aged men, now one kick away from pulling their hamstrings. Great but line. when their master That's a great line. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but when their master is murdered, they must juggle their dead end jobs, dad duties, and old grudges to avenge his death. End quote. This to this movie to me is a throwback to movies like kind of martial arts comedy. I, I realized I was watching this. I was like, yeah. it's been so long since I've seen a so martial long. arts comedy. Like Rush Hour. Th- this feels yeah, well, Rush no, Hour. Rush like Hour, a, but also it feels like Stephen Chow's stuff, like without the uh, the fantastical bits. But yeah. yeah. Even with some of the fantastical yeah, bits. Yeah. You know? Rush Hour, um, the uh, all Shanghai of Jackie Chan's Newt's. output. Yeah. Shanghai Nights. Shanghai Nights. Shanghai Nights. And um, even like Three Ninjas, honestly, is what I was reminded of. Even <laughs> Three though, Ninjas. Yeah. Very, I was working uh, at the movie theater when that movie came out. Yeah. Sidekicks. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if that was a comedy, but yeah, I, I get you. I get you. R.I.P. Jonathan Brandis. So, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Kanata, curious what your take on this movie was. I thought this movie was a delight. I mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. I think it's a little rough around the edges. Uh, it's 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 a little goofy, and it kind of embraces its goofy. But I just ate it up. I yeah. I thought it was delightful. Um, it's charming. It's fun. I mean, the the movie, it, it basically, I'm probably going to make some people mad when I say this, but I think it does Cobra Kai better than Cobra Kai. Mm. Uh, I, I haven't watched all of Cobra Kai, but I've had a hard time getting through the first season of Cobra Kai because I think mm-hmm. it's. I hear it gets of, worse and people love the first couple seasons. So. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, the, I think the first season is bad <laughs> it has moments of brilliance but it yeah, is yeah. bad mm-hmm. and i think th- I mean, this is the same concept except you just didn't ever get the karate kid movie and i kind of wish we did we get this like truncated karate kid movie and it does this so good wonderfully so good. Yeah. economical telling of their backstory it's so wonderfully executed this backstory that we just sort of get through old videotapes at the beginning yeah. of the movie it's so great and i was like i kind of want to see the prequel movie <laughs> I want to see like, maybe we will. I, huh. I want to see like the awesome version of these young kids. And I think the actors that they got to play mm-hmm. the young versions were great. Yeah. They got, uh, they got three sets of actors to do these uh, <laughs> yeah. characters really well. And they're yeah. all like, even the young kids like had to do a decent amount of like uh martial arts stuff. Yeah. 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 It, I, I just had so much fun with it. I think um, the performances um, specifically uh, Ron Yuan, I'm mm-hmm. probably pronouncing that wrong. Uh, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. Um, and yeah, the movie is 
like I said, it's rough around the edges. There's some stuff in it that I feel like it, it gets it gets into goofy town a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, for the most part, I just I just had a great time watching it. I really enjoyed the paper. Oh, I will I'll say one thing. I, t- I texted you guys this. Um, <laughs> if you if you are hearing this and you go, I want to go see the the paper tigers. Yeah, Dave, you always you always do such a good time, a good job of using the exact title of this yes, movie, but you have yes. been referring to it as Paper Tigers. You're right. Which I've is also slacking. available on on uh, Amazon Prime Streaming. There is, on Amazon Prime Streaming, there is The Paper Tigers, <laughs> Paper Tigers, A Paper Tiger, and Paper... Wait, what was the... There's a fourth one. Uh, Like Paper... There's like Paper Tiger, Paper Tigers, The Paper Tiger, and A Paper Tiger. Mm-hmm. All of them available was on Amazon Was there A streaming. Paper Tigers, or was that, that's grammatically incorrect, That's right? grammatically incorrect. A, a, a Paper Tiger. Amazon would have not allowed that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so make sure so you- So be sure you're watching, you, the, you're watching Paper the Paper Tigers. The Paper Tigers. Because Paper Tigers, also available on Amazon streaming, is like 2017, so it's like plausible that it could have been this movie, mm. and I almost pushed play on that. But, I'm yeah. glad you didn't. I'm glad yeah. you didn't. I do have the full disclosure, by the way. Um, I, I have to point out, I was one of the 586 backers that backed the Paper Tigers nice. uh, on Kickstarter uh, oh, wow. when this movie was just a Kickstarter project. And also, I had originally kind of uh, been in early talks with the director about like potentially somehow being involved with this movie in some way. That never happened, so I, I'm not involved. Because it's than, filmed around Seattle. It's, yeah. It was filmed around Seattle. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, I, But I was never involved, but I just wanted, I need to disclose that I was a Kickstarter backer, so I have a financial interest in making this movie succeed. I mean, no. you, you don't get anything back other than a good movie. So. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, it's true. It's true. I yeah. complimented the wrong actor. I meant to compliment uh, Elaine... Elaine, you, you, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I, uh, the Elaine Uy, yeah. the the kind of the main guy, like the, main the, guy. the, the number one dude, the number one uh, yeah. disciple. Yeah, uh, they're I, all I good. I like I like the whole trio because Ron Yuan is the sort of like comedian, like the funny, the funnier guy of the of the whole. Yeah, like, he's trio. the one that I, I yeah. actually like the least. But <laughs> I thought they, I thought they were great, and but I I really I thought uh, the guy playing Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was so understated and and it really focused on a lot of his sort of family life and stuff. And I just thought his performance was really lovely. I, for it's a, nice. a broad nice. comedy, yeah. he really grounded it. Uh, and I, I, I appreciated that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned the Kickstarter cause I think this is a really, really indie film. And yeah. what I mean by that yeah. is like, it's very, it's very low budget. And yeah. also like it didn't go through the studio system. And I, as I was watching it, I really, you know, I really enjoyed the movie as well. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I completely happy as a Kickstarter backer of this movie. Right. Um, but it also did feel a little bit shaggy at places. And it, yeah. it, there's like scenes in the movie that I'm like, Oh, if this was a studio film, they would have cut this scene. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they, they just, this scene wouldn't have been necessary or they would have thought like, um, we could figure out a way to convey this information in a different way. Uh, but, uh, the, and so I think the scene, the movie's a little bit shaggy, it's a little bit long, uh, but it does feel like this is the movie they wanted to make and they didn't, you know, other than from a budgetary perspective, they mm-hmm. didn't really need to compromise. They could just do whatever they wanted. And so it's kind of interesting to view the the movie through that lens as well, right? It's it's kind of an indie film in that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Devendra, what do you think of the movie overall? Oh yeah, I, I loved it. It definitely reminded me of like those 90s action comedies, but yeah, more so the Stephen Chow stuff as well. Um, 
what I love is that it is it has great action. This movie starts it with delivers some great, the goods on the action. Delivers the I goods. I think the great action scenes are really well done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well shot. Uh, it lets things like run long, so it's not like cutting things up too much. And clearly, everybody involved actually doing martial arts is talented to yeah. some degree. So it really lets them show off their talents. Um, and I, I just really appreciate that. Like, yeah, it, it's definitely super goofy. Of like, oh man, the, this is a trio of rebel you know kung fu artists they don't have a master nobody can control them uh stuff like that like it is it is so goofy and i i eat it up because it's so much fun and the human aspects of these stories i think are really well done especially danny's uh danny's story because he's a he's just not a good guy like up front like he's a bad yeah yeah, bad feel, dad. like yeah, Real really bad kind of like object, uh, objectively bad. Yeah, shitty guy. And then, honestly, even in the home video stuff we were getting from the kids early on, uh, even though their master is all about you, know, you got to fight with honor, they're, they're not fighting with honor in those teenage videos. Like it is some uh, rough, just like really bad sportsmanship stuff that they're doing with those other kids, especially the one that they love to clown on. Who's yeah. that kid? Yeah, Carter. Just like the, Carter. Yeah, the final I, fight with Carter. You kind of feel team, bad for Carter. I feel yeah. bad for poor Carter because they he like busts his head through a wall and like repeats it. And it's like they're <laughs> they're clearly not like these virtuous guys. They're good guys, but not not like they they're rough around the edges as well. And they clearly like are just not paragons of of martial arts, even though there are main characters. I kind of like that. Um, so, also, side note, say, by the way, yeah. I, we have someone in our COVID bubble. Mm-hmm. The other person in our COVID bubble is named Carter. Yes. And I, I think literally the word Carter is spoken more than any other word in this yes. film. Yes. <laughs> they say the word Carter so many, more than the names of the actual main characters. I think uh-huh. they say the word Carter, uh, which I thought was kind of hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. And, and also, you, you're talking about those early uh, montage sequences, mm-hmm. like the, basically the opening credits, which is yeah. presented in really fights. well done montage sequence via yeah. like VHS. Yeah. And I really was impressed by the action scenes in those montages because yes. those felt yes. realistic. Great. Those felt like, yeah. Yeah. it's like literally the fight ends when they knock someone out <laughs> by giving them a concussion pretty yeah. much. And uh, it's like, you feel the brutality and intensity yeah. of those fights in the, in the montage. So I really, uh, I really enjoyed. Oh, oh those wacky and, and whereas the yeah. Whereas the rest of the fights uh, were still very good, um, mm-hmm. but they were much more stylized than kind of like a normal yeah. kind of action film would do. Big action um, but movie the, fights, yeah, but yeah. those are like, hey, this mm-hmm. is a single locked off shot on a VHS camera, uh-huh. and it still is very convincing as a um, as a fight scene. So yeah. this, uh, yeah. this movie, by the way, hit me like, hey, I'm somebody who spent five six years doing martial arts when I was uh, you know early adolescent and teenager, and uh, I spent time shooting videos with my friends and the people you know I was training with. It wasn't it wasn't like street fights. But it was, uh, you know, stuff to show off, like what we were doing and how we were improving and stuff like that. So that stuff really hit home. I also feel like uh, the character of Carter, you know, a guy who gets a little too into it, especially if it's like a white guy trying to do martial arts and like really leading into it, I think is so true to life. Because uh, I, I that is amazing. The part, yeah. uh, the parts where yeah. he's speaking, I yes. think it is Cantonese, is what he's yeah. speaking. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, and then the rest of the Asian, actual Asian dudes, like don't know what he's saying. Uh, oh man, it just, that, yeah. that scene where they go to the funeral and the guys uh-huh. says, and they both turn to each other at the same time and say, "What did he say?" It's so funny. Like they <laughs> it, each assume the other one's gonna know. It's really funny. It's 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 I, so good. I, I will just it's say, so I mean, like as an as a Taiwanese American. It is 
it's both embarrassing and exasperating when there's a white person that knows how to speak your language better than yeah, you. Yeah. Um, so it, it just, this movie really captured that. And it's, 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 it's amazing. I don't think I've ever seen that captured. It's a in funny that dynamic. It yeah. really is yeah. funny. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, uh, so agreed with everything you guys are saying. I really love this movie. Uh, it, it's just so impressive and confident as a, yeah. as a movie. Um, like it's not, a movie that like we've seen very, very often, like there's, as we discussed, very few martial arts action comedies. And uh, it really delivers the goods in terms of the action. I also think that it's kind of like, I'm curious. I'm so curious because mm-hmm. we, we watched this movie in our bubble and we were like freaking out the entire time because Seattle is a really small city, right? right? Like, yeah, it yeah. is surprisingly small, tiny, yeah. tiny city. Uh, and, uh, the population, according to my just Google search that I just did, is around six hundred thousand. So, very small, and it and we were freaking out the entire time watching this movie because we're like recognizing literally every single location they went to in this movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm curious uh, for you guys who probably know very little about how Seattle is laid out. Like, did you feel the movie conveyed a good sense of place in mm-hmm. terms of the city? Like, I mean, yeah. It, it felt better than just like nameless Vancouver. I knew this movie mm-hmm. was set in Seattle ahead yeah. of time. And I've been not, you know, you have more experience than I do, but I've been there like four yeah. or five times at this point. Times, yeah. and it's like, yeah, I know that place. And it's funny. It's I'm glad it's not Vancouver because Vancouver is so close and probably would have been cheaper to shoot there. Maybe. Yeah. You know. Did it feel distinctive to you, Jeffrey? Yes. Uh, yes, it did. I, uh, I've been to Seattle a bunch of times. I, I didn't, I didn't have like a, Oh, I recognize that place, but I, yeah, I felt like it was in a distinctive place. And, um, you know, I have the experience all the time with LA movies. Um, so I, I, I relate to your, your experience, but, um, yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was, I I thought it didn't look like other movies, which is fun Mm -hmm. too. It it, it Mm -hmm. felt like it had its own unique identity with regard to place. I feel like Seattle is also ever, it's never rare. Like it can't ever be itself typically in a movie. I can't think of too many others that are actually set in Seattle and shot there um it's so very few movies distinct. very yeah. few movies are set and shot in seattle largely because of tax credits mm-hmm. like largely because uh like the the government makes it not profitable to shoot here yeah. uh, most of the time and right? vancouver looks very similar so and vancouver looks very similar everybody. and yeah. it's a lot easier to film there and so and, and and so it really is a labor of love to film a movie in seattle anytime a movie in seattle is filmed basically and so i really kind of felt that it felt to me kind of like a love letter to seattle uh and specifically our chinatown our international district which is mm-hmm. you know not very big as well it's very very it's like you know six square blocks uh but many scenes were shot there and uh it was great to see that so anyway i i had a great time with this movie i love the seattle setting love the performances uh and it was i i thought genuinely funny um mm-hmm. yeah a li- little too Charming much reliance too. on like humor that makes fun of people's appearances i think you yeah know? like yeah. If that felt a little bit mean-spirited at times but uh otherwise uh it was it was great it, there's a lot of like fat phobic stuff in this yeah. movie that is you know j- j- just for somebody being a little chubby but yeah yeah uh, um but it's like also we know from like people like Sammo hung you know that you can Sam be the king the king yeah. you can be a pretty uh stout person and still kick ass uh and so but i, I yeah. feel like he was like as much as i love him he was also that was his shtick 
right? Like that's what he mm. was kind of sold as. Cause there's, there, there's a Donnie Yen movie out right now. That's called, uh, isn't it just Batman? Like it man. <laughs> it's Donnie I, I, Yen I, in a fat suit. Mm, mm. And I love Donnie Yen, but that movie was made very recently. So, you know, it, there is a lot of weird body shaming going on in like in these movies in general. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but all the, all the dudes in the movie are like pretty badass. And uh, and there were some like there were some genuinely interesting mm-hmm. filmmaking decisions. I thought uh, like there's just some things in this movie that I had never seen before. So we'll we'll um, we're going to go into like very minor for spoilers sure, here. Sure. But like there's a scene where the dude is uh, the main guy, Elaine, mm-hmm. is like punching a tennis ball. And yeah. like, I've never I love seen it. I strapped love to his that. forehead. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's punching a tennis ball that's like connected to his forehead via an elastic string. I get the sense that is way harder than it looks. It looks, yeah, sure, it looks sure, really sure. hard, and he's doing a pretty good job of it. And it's, I I'm also like, want to kind of want to buy one of those. Like, do they, is that a <laughs> yeah. thing they sell? Uh, man. Yeah, yeah and it, it's, I'm like, I've never seen this before. And then the <laughs> final fight sequence, uh, there is these cutaways to like he, he basically can see bullet time. Right. Yep. And yep. this yeah. movie is like a relatively low budget movie. So I'm like, how is he going to do bullet time in low budget? And it, he, what he did was, from what I could tell, basically filmed the fight scene in a completely different location where it's lit differently. Yeah. And then slowed mm-hmm. it down into like slow motion and like intercut the two. And I just thought that was really a fascinating choice. I, I thought it worked really well. Um, yeah. So there's just like some a handful of really like innovative things that i hadn't seen before in a martial arts movie and that surprised me because i've seen mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of martial yeah, arts yeah. films, right like yeah. you and I, collectively on this podcast we've seen like a lot of martial arts films and there's just some things that may, and maybe those things were in other movies and i just i just haven't seen them or don't sure. remember them but but i thought there was like a handful of decisions that are like that's pretty cool um and it's just unique in the sitting to in this setting too with actual asian americans like that's yes. all of that like being set in american things like that i feel like it just makes it so striking the donnie yen movie by the way is called enter the fat dragon that's the joke <laughs> it's yeah that's the joke this you is because it, it's enter the dragon but then they stuck fat in there what yeah. he's uh is that, is that he, he's wearing a fat suit yeah, yeah so hilarious yeah well i mean and to be fair it's not just like chinese people that think like fatness is humorous no, no, you remember uh like uh, uh there's always Eddie Sunny Murphy movies. All those Eddie Murphy movies. <laughs> right. Eddie, uh, Eddie Murphy movies. You remember there's always Sunny in Philadelphia? Like Mac mm-hmm. gained like fifty pounds for no plot reason other than yeah. that he thought it was funny. Um and so yeah. It, it it's uh it's it's everywhere it's just it, it's a very specific thing because i do think of like the way body image is shown when i go to like taiwan and elsewhere around the world it is interesting to see like it, it, especially in asian countries there there's just like face whitening creams you know just yeah. like creams to make yourself a little less dark because that's bad so i i don't know something i i pay attention to because it's just interesting yeah yeah but uh Overall, I had a great time with this movie. Uh, really recommend it. I think mm-hmm. uh, it's the, fun. It's, it's real fun. fun. It reminds me of like watching like uh, Shaolin soccer. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. What did you guys on that note? What did you guys think of the kind of like mystical, magical, supernatural elements to it? I, I it's, it's kind Fine. of interesting. It works. Kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, I think it, I think it works. But it's a, it's kind of like. Like his his uh, the poison fingers and the thing the the touch yeah. that can like revive people and stuff the, like, like that. The like seventies kung fu mo- special moves and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It felt yeah, a little weird medicine. to see it yeah. in like a <laughs> quote unquote modern film. You know, like yeah. Uh, and there's it, 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 there's no like visual effects to really mm-hmm. 
to really market in any way. Uh, I think they do like whip pans and like close ups and dollies or whatever. But like, and so that's kind of interesting. But mm-hmm. yeah, other than that, yeah, what do you well, think of that, Jeff? I mean, the whole movie is sort of this strange du- juxtaposition of this kind of antiquated view of what kung fu is, you know, like mm-hmm. this notion of. You know, we have to defend the honor of our Sifu. Like we are the only three disciples of our Sifu and you and you can't be the disciples. Like all of that stuff feels really out of place in a modern setting almost, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I think the, the movie is kind of about that weird juxtaposition is, you know, walking into this like <laughs> UFC training dojo and being like, you don't know how to kick a bag, you know, like you don't know because we you don't have the, the, the gung fu. You know, it's like it's. <laughs> It, it's a strange it's like these guys stepped out of a different time yeah uh and i think that all that mystical stuff kind of is part and parcel it's almost that. a little bit like the kid detective thing that you're talking about yeah, like yeah. stepping out of like a different genre and into today yes. yeah. yeah yeah it's like like smashed into reality almost and that's kind of what happens is these guys have now sort of fallen into i mean it really is that's a great mm-hmm. astute point davinger it is kind of like the kid detective it's yeah it's like the karate kid grew up to be a insurance adjuster, you know, and, yeah. and so like all that mysticism of Mr. Miyagi, you know, healing him with the healing hands. Like, what do you do with that as a dad? You know, <laughs> that's kind of what this movie is. Yeah. 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 All right, folks. Uh, any other thoughts on this movie? It's good. I'm, I'm, it's honestly, easy to recommend. It's, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's brief. It's, you know, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's, it's light and fun and it's a good time. I think if you like action comedies, like you said, Dave, that there's not very many of them to choose from that are new. Also uh, a very good dad movie about bad dads. And I'm looking forward yeah. to, to watching it with my dad and my family too. Like, Definitely I think they'll really feel bad it. for that kid. That poor oh kid. God. Oh man. <laughs> I, it's like, I, I, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. I was just saying, I mean, the movie does not pull punches on making the dad likable, you yeah, know, it, yeah. as Devinger said, it, it is, he asks his kid to lie for him. And it, it's just, it's so sad to see that little sad kid, you know, it's like, and mm-hmm. it does such a great job of conveying that is he gets the phone call. And he's like, dad, don't answer, don't answer. And then it's like smash cut to the remote control car in the sad apartment yeah. still going. And the kid passed out. It's, it's such a effective way of conveying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about we're talking about how like this movie doesn't exist that much anymore. And I just have to admire the director again Mm -hmm. for just having this singular vision and carrying it out all the way. You know, like because it's not like it's it'd be one thing if they're making these movies left and right. And Mm -hmm. he's like here, you know, I'm going to make a thing that is we've known is uh, one of these was successful last year, you know. And we can just make one of these and we have a pretty good chance that it's going to be successful. But I think it really took a level of focus and vision that is rare to be able to carry this out all the way to its conclusion. Uh, And I got to admire him for that. So Mm -hmm. like, well done. I love the fact that we're in an area, we're in an era where the people who grew up watching, you know, great movies in the eighties and nineties are able to make the things they loved and kind of put their own spin on it. Um, like according to IMDb, uh, Tran was a mentored by Corey Yuen, who yeah. I think he has made some of, you know, some of my favorite action movies. I love that guy's choreography too. So it is, he's clearly an experienced guy cause he's been working in the industry for a while, but I want to see more movies from him, you know? 
Uh, I agree. I hope that apparently this is doing pretty well on on video on demand. I hope this movie uh, mm-hmm. gives him the opportunity to make the next thing because I think he deserves it. And uh, check it out: the Paper Tigers, available for rent or buy. Blind buy, blind buy, blind, blind buy. This thing, yeah. Jeff, Jeff, you rented one hundred percent on Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. Yeah, six six bucks. I rented it. One hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Does it really Come have one hundred percent right now? Wow. Yes. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Yeah. It's 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 delightful. It's fun. It's not the best movie I've I'm, seen all year, but you I'm know. I'm glad I bought it because I will probably be rewatching, especially something with good choreography. So that's another reason to do it. Indeed. All right. Mm-hmm. That's going to do it for us uh, on this week's episode of Slash Filmcast After Dark. Thank you to Thank all you. of our fine folks Thank at patreon.com slash film podcast for making this podcast possible. We'll see you next week for Army of the Dead. <laughs>